Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We're dedicated to improving your people skills so that you can have better relationships with others for a much more fulfilling life or career. People skills are not just a nice to have, they're a have to have. So when it comes to organizations as well, this really does impact the workplace and the results that you'll get from that. We're going to be delving into topics such as emotional intelligence, communication, leadership, workplace well-being, mental health, culture, and performance. I'm going to be answering your questions on all of these topics and sharing some insights from my career to help you move forward and definitely emotioneer a modern mindset. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel or on the Facebook page as well as LinkedIn. We look forward to connecting with you there. On this episode, we're going to be talking about emotioneering, imagination and innovation. Let me throw a big fat statistic out there for you to begin with. NASA basically did a study on children and then adults. So they reviewed them years later. And what they found was that we have 96% less creativity than we did as a child. When many people say, oh, I'm just not that creative. The world has made us that way, potentially. Okay, many people will use maybe more of their analytical, you know, the, the kind of left side of the brain, and some people use more of the, the right side dominant of the brain. But can we actually unlock both of them? Can we help ourselves to move from both sides quite freely and to be able to have a lot more innovation, a lot more creativity and a lot more play in our lives, right? What's stopping us from doing that? And why is it often that the best ideas or solutions come to us when we least expect them to, when we are going for a run or we are on holiday, just relaxing or doing something else, walking the dog, uh, having a run on the treadmill, whatever it may be, playing volleyball. Sometimes some of the ideas come to me or we wake up in the morning and we say, oh, I had this great idea in the stream. These things can happen too. But why is it that that happens, right? I remember I created part of the company that I now run while I was sitting on the tube in London, commuting somewhere. I wasn't sitting at my desk. I wasn't thinking about something else. I was on, I was on a tube journey. Well, over time, our mind and the way that we work, we start to become a little bit more um, kind of structured in our process. As human beings, we like a little bit of habit. Uh, we like this kind of consistency. So could that be that as we evolve and we look for more balance, we look for more structure uh, with our pursuit of meaning in life that actually we forget about the flexibility and the adaptability and the creativity that we could have? Could be. I remember doing an interview with a gentleman called Phil Topman and Phil Topman was the co-founder of the Book of Beasties. Book of Beasties is a company that focuses on uh, wellness through play and they created uh, a card game for children at the time when I interviewed uh, Phil and I remember that he brought up Friday. <laughs> Every Friday him and his co-founder would go to 
uh, a place, they might go out for lunch, they might do something, and they would basically come up with solutions, bring challenges, discuss it openly, and just brainstorm new ideas through Friday, right? And I love that concept because he's factored it in. He's factored it in to what they do within their working uh, business within their career that's part of what they do now many business owners don't do that we don't do it within our own personal lives either to allow this kind of creativity or this innovation in we don't do it often we may do it and say oh my gosh that was so much fun I loved doing that but we didn't maybe seek for that to happen or to go out of our way to ensure that it was part of what we do that there was some space in the diary to to make sure that we allowed that in the reason that we don't do it is often because we don't understand the impact of it we're like I was talking about we're on the pursuit of this kind of balance or this uh sort of structure to our lives that we forget about factoring in those those elements so here's some of the impact that creativity uh imagination innovation can bring to your life um it promotes person based thinking i mean it's a little bit of the obvious uh, but let's be honest we have a lot of technology we have a lot of technology now that can figure things out for us so we lose that ability that thinking for ourselves if we don't factor that in to problem solve to find other ways of doing things it builds empathy the impact of it is that it builds empathy because it allows visualization or role play to put yourself in someone else's shoes or character. And the way that I would also describe this, if you haven't experienced it yourself, is that if you go to a theme park and you were to get onto a virtual reality, a kind of a simulation of a roller coaster, you put on the goggles, you sit in the chair, you get the vibrations, it moves up and down and everything else that happens. And you experience what it's like to be on a roller coaster, even though you're not on a roller coaster. That's a little bit of empathy. It's a bit of understanding, but putting yourself into a situation where you start to understand something from another perspective, right? Teamwork increases different perspectives um, that you are shared within a kind of a brainstorming session or a team building session. They can help you to increase trust that can be higher. Uh, and it, it really is through that play element. I used to run a workshop where I had two uh, kind of, uh, I don't know what they're called, kind of like the um, the wickery kind of baskets or bags. And then in there would have different colored balls. So I'd have like 50 balls in each bag and they would be numbered one to 50. And I'd split the group or the classroom or the workshop up and I would send them to and time them to be able to do the task where they had to line up all the numbers from one all the way up to 50 and they had to put them in order right and you'd see how different people would work now the team that of course said right you go and find all of these numbers you go and find all of these numbers and then bring them back together who deployed a strategy or the team that just started trying to find any balls and, and put them anywhere which one was better interesting then when I give them instructions and did it again what was the time well the time was much less it showed them that there's opportunity in having a little bit of a process having a bit of play seeing how they work without things so that they built up the teamwork and they understood a lot more about what was happening through that 
physical act of doing something. Whereas if I just explained it to them while I was standing there with, you know, the board or with the projector, it wouldn't have had the same impact, right? It had that play element to it, it had that physical presence to it that really helps us to believe and, and have meaning in what we're doing. And relatability can come, the impact of relatability. This is great because through innovation and creativity, if we can help people relate to a product, relate to a service more or a process, then we're, it's much more likely to be successful, right? I think about kind of brand and that brand creativity. If I think about, for example, a team that I worked with that were based around Heathrow, they decided to call themselves the Heathrow Hurricanes. Then it meant that every process that they did and everything around what they did as a team was focused around the eye of the storm. How do we create the perfect storm? The eye of the storm would be the employee of the month, all of these different things. So it all came back to, well, how does a hurricane, you know, behave? What would be the, uh, the 10 commandments of being a hurricane? You know, these, these things that you can create and be creative about within your team they don't have to be kind of black and white processes that could work anywhere how could you bring the team to life and kind of have that creativity in it so that it's much more relatable to them if you look at the all blacks they're called the all blacks don't hardly anybody calls them the new zealand rugby team and that's because of the culture that they've created and they're one of the best teams in the world but they've created a culture. It has meaning. It has relatability to it. So it's finding that within your day-to-day -day as well and how to bring that into the communication. So everything that you do then is centered around a theme or around a certain topic. There are a few barriers to being able to unlock innovation and imagination. So it's worth definitely mentioning them on the podcast today. Energy, lack of sleep, right? If you're going to be a lot more irritable, you're not going to really want to think or to allow your, your mind to drift. Uh, lack of sleep can definitely be a barrier uh, for us. Process overload or capacity overload. If we are doing a lot and we're in the thick of it and we've got a lot of tasks, a lot of things, we're doing a lot of critical thinking, we're thinking ahead, we've got lots of analytical um, things going on in our brains, then we can have capacity overload. And what that means is that our capacity to learn or to play or to be imaginative or creative is diminished. And then when we step away from what we're doing and take a break, like I was talking about with the going on holiday or having some time off, we have that ability then again to be creative and an idea may come to us. If there isn't that break and we keep going and going and going and there is no white space to allow us to breathe and be creative, then again, it's going to be a barrier. Leadership not factoring it in. I told the story about um, Phil Topman earlier, factoring in for idea. It's about where you make sure that that plays a part in the business because of the impact that it can have on the team, on the spirit, on the morale, on, you know, the, the whole approach to the work that you do and for the customer outcome, right? How, the, how, how your team feels will ultimately be transferred onto how the customer feels. Leadership, not factoring it in. If you're the leader of your business, you're the leader, you're the boss of you and you're not factoring it into your life, let alone a business, then that's going to be a barrier, right? You're not, you're not giving yourself enough time to do that stuff. Uh, number four is silos being an island right you're, if you're an island 
and you're not working with other people, if you're away from other people, if, if you, number four is silos. If you are away from other people, you work on your own, you work in a remote location, you only do what you do, you don't know anything different, then there isn't innovation or sharing of ideas. We have no other idea of, of how we do things, then companies and the way that we do things doesn't grow if we don't get our heads together and say oh how do you do this oh how do you do it like this and find some kind of hybrid way to work evolving things things don't improve so silos being an island is definitely a barrier to imagination and innovation and number five and ultimately why we're talking about this on the podcast today because this is the emotion near in podcast is fear we don't allow ourselves to play worried about how other people think we don't allow ourselves to be fun you know i know uh, kev who is the head of jonglers in the uk now he's all about how to bring happiness and bring fun and creativity into into life and and how it makes us feel right but we worry and we fear about how we're going to come across to others how we're going to come across when we say a joke how we're going to come across if we start to be more playful Oh, I'm not being very adult. I'm not being very professional. There's a time and a place for things. Yes. But that fear that holds us back often is the biggest barrier. So we have to kind of find a way to get out of our own way. Right. How do we move ourselves from fear into more courage so that we can express ourselves and we can speak up, you know, not thinking, oh, it's a stupid idea that I have anyway. Or, oh, no one's going to listen to me. I don't want to bring my idea up. And then suddenly someone else brings it up and you think, oh, my gosh, I was just going to say that. So this fear that's holding us back, that's where the barrier to imagination and innovation is definitely. And it is within the workplace as a leader's job to help promote trust, to help promote teamwork so that people can have less fear, they can feel safe and that they belong so that they can give suggestions and they can open up and express themselves. And number six is consumption versus creation. If we consume too much, we won't create, right? We, we see it as, oh, someone's already done it. I'm, I'm consuming. If I'm consuming, I'm not creative. I'm taking something in. I'm not able to put something out. Uh, and that can be a barrier. So, so be mindful of it. One thing to definitely touch on is that our mental health depends on us being in the present. Where are feet are? Where are your feet right now? They're here. They're not in the future. They're not in the past. They are right underneath you. They are where you are, right? Being in the present and doing something that is in the present, uh, an activity, creativity, a physical um, thing, you know, dancing. It helps us to be in the present. It helps us to focus the mind and increase the calming effects. And that can make us feel absolutely great. And that's where these ideas can come from when we're not in an anxious mindset, right? Um it's, it's so important that we find a way to put it in. So how do we embrace it? How do we embrace and increase imagination and innovation? Well, I've got a couple of pieces of advice for you, okay? Uh, here's five things that you definitely can do. Number one, make that white space. Factor in creativity. Where is it going to be? What are you going to do with it? Make sure that it's in there. Number two, reduce stress. I talked about the mental health effect and being in the present because... When you have cortisol and adrenaline in your body, then it inhibits the release of 
oxytocin and serotonin to be able to give growth, to have a growth mindset, to regenerate cells. If you have too much of the cortisol and adrenaline, which are the stress hormones, then you're not going to be growing anything. You're just going to be preserving. A great way is to get creative, do different tasks, try something new, and you laugh, release energy, and that promotes oxytocin. When we can have that kind of happiness, the love drug, when we can have more of that hormone in our body, that's when we can get a little bit more creative. We're doing fun things. We're doing things that we absolutely love. Number three, have the right people around you to support your ideas. If you're in a toxic work environment, if you're in a toxic home environment, social circle, then you're going to feel stifled in your creativity because you want to speak to people. You want to be able to express yourself. You want to share ideas. You just don't feel you're at the right table for it. You don't belong there. That's not going to be great for you. So, so that's something to factor in. Number four, take up something new, uh, an instrument. Um, maybe it's language you want to learn, art, right? Pen to paper, uh, paintbrush to canvas, writing, writing a blog or doing some creative writing, script writing, whatever it may be. Joining a theatre or the performing arts, great way to role play, get into character, you know, lose some of your inhibition and uh, practice improvisation brilliant right helps us understand things from different perspectives let me leave you with this statistic today around this topic right 96 percent of executives based on the research of mckinsey have factored that innovation and imagination must be part of the business strategy in order for the business to survive and grow but let me ask you this. What are they actually doing about implementing it, actually making it happen? What's happening there? Maybe you work for a company where that is taken seriously and they do look to how they implement it. Or is it just part of the mission statement, part of the plan, but actually no one really does much about it? What is there? I'll leave you with that for today. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com, where you can subscribe there, stay in contact, and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. <laughs> Have a great day and ciao for now.